Welcome back for another Anime Degens episode. This one is the Bullshit Hour episode 28. Uh, on this episode, we will be doing the, the degenerate review of Weathering with You. And then we'll be getting into our live action wish list. Killer fellows, fellows. out here with the bars, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we out here. We really out here. But you guys want to get into some news? Go for it. Yeah, so uh, apparently we got a Bruce Lee anime coming soon. And it's going to be made by Bruce Lee Entertainment and Studio Shibuya. Shibuya? It's going to be a fun night, boys. (laughs) (laughs) Shibuya. I think think you had it. You had it there, bud. Um, Yeah, it's going to be called House of Lee. And it's going to basically follow Bruce Lee as he assembles a team of dragon warriors to stop the world from plunging into darkness and shadow. So. Wait. Is Bruce Lee assembling a team of kung fu pandas? Because that is the dragon warrior to me. Bro, Mm -hmm. what? Have you never seen Kung Fu Panda? (laughs) Of course I have, but like... I hope so. Give me a panda, (laughs) dude. What are you talking about? A team of dragon warriors. Kung Fu Panda. (laughs) Dude, Jack Black is the... Is the dragon warrior, bro? Come on. Uh, okay. Okay. What if What if Jack Black is gonna be in it too? That'd be awesome. I would. Oh my god! A tenacious D anime. Wait. I fuck with that. Do we have any of this in the wish list? I don't <laughs> think we have Jack Black in there. I, I don't. <laughs> Jack, I don't. I don't need Jack Black as an anime character. I need Jack Black is an anime character. There we I go. I need that him to play right. himself. Imagine Jack Black in like a Mashal uh, environment as Mash. Oh, dude, I'm imagining Jack Black and Kyle fighting the devil with a rock and roll, but animated. <laughs> I fuck with it. It'd <laughs> be <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> All right. This is not news, guys. This is not actually happening, but I'm going to put a team together. We're going to do a little little research and a little crowdfunding. Okay, okay, okay. And give me five years. <laughs> Go check the GoFundMe. <laughs> Studio DJ Dan is coming, folks. <laughs> uh, but going back to the Bruce Lee anime, one thing I really enjoyed about this trailer is it looks like an 80s anime. Like, they didn't make it look like all this new gen stuff. Yeah. Like, this This looks like it's cut from the cloth of, like, a classic kung fu 80s anime and i'm really excited about that as it should be honestly yeah it's just, bruce lee i just wonder if like bruce lee his one of his you know dragon warriors is gonna be jackie chan bro all right that would go crazy <laughs> chill, chill, chill. <laughs> bruce lee rocky the kung fu panda and jackie chan team up to save the world it had to be the Kung to Fu stop Panda. it from plunging into darkness and shadow, whatever that means. Oh, we gonna see though. We gonna see, and I will watch that. No doubt. Uh, oh, for sure, man. Yeah, I just I just never heard of the studio before. So, um, but I mean, who knows? We we never heard of uh uh Zom One Hundred Studio. So, I mean, it was, that was their first anime, but I don't give a fuck what studio this is it's got bruce <laughs> lee 
They're not going to play around <laughs> about my man. And you know they're not. That's what's so great about it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we also got uh, a, a date for the Scott Pilgrim anime. Really excited about that. I nice. loved that movie. And um, the fact that they brought back like 99% of the voice cast for it. Going to be awesome. That's, so that's going to be dropped. super cool. Yeah, definitely, man. It's dropping on November 17th. And you can probably guarantee that we will be doing a first look on it. Hell, man. Probably. Winners look. I don't know what winners looking like. We might be watching the whole damn thing. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I think I think we're pretty stacked for. Uh, would that be fall? I guess it would be November. fall. Yeah, yeah that would be yeah, fall. fall. So yeah. You think we're stacked for fall? I was looking at the show list. We'll, on we'll my have anime JJK. List. We'll have JJK. We'll have um uh, One Piece, and we'll have uh. What's coming back from from this this spring for this winter? I think I think there's more than you're uh, remembering. I think yeah, so. we got a few shows coming back. I think Hell's Paradise is coming back this winter. And the yeah, winter? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, that wasn't the full. I think that was the first core. I think we. I remember us talking about that. That's the first core of it. Yeah, I would just be surprised if it dropped that soon. I thought it'd be about a year. Who we knows? shall see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see well, when all the releases start happening. So we'll keep you guys updated. But I wouldn't be <laughs> mad if we were watching Scott Pilgrim Weekly. But that's gonna, it's a Netflix show, right? Yeah, it has to be. Oh yeah, so, that's not gonna well, drop I, weekly. I get Netflix. They don't have that. Uh, and they have been dropping anymore. weekly lately, bro. That is uh, true. But like that, my happy marriage, you know, and uh, stuff like that. They've been dropping it weekly now. So but this is Netflix, Netflix produced. Well, it was, oh, it was my happy okay. marriage. So someone's going to have one season. Got it. That's produced by Netflix? I thought that was just a simulcast kind of deal, like with Country Roll kind of thing. No, nah, I'm pretty sure it's an original. Oh, I'm not watching it because that ain't my uh, yeah my cup of tea. You know, you know, it's funny. It's funny you, you should say that because uh, this show is going to have, uh, it seems like it's going to have a action in it. And supernatural, like mad, like, uh, um, you know, stuff like, like, kind of like mob psycho type shit going on in it. So, okay. So, if you piss off your wife in your happy marriage, she goes psychotic and destroys the world because that's pretty accurate. Well, it's not <laughs> well, your really world. like that. But... <laughs> you guys aren't married. That's that's very accurate. Well, yeah, I'm just saying the show isn't like that, but in real life, probably, yes. I I do want to correct myself and and say early as possible. It's not, I forget which movie it was from, uh, sorry, not movie, what show that it was from this spring or uh, that had a second core, but it was not Hell's Paradise. (laughs) Buddy Daddy's going back from season two. <laughs> Tyler, Tyler's head cannon. My man's in La La Land right now. <laughs> the fuck? Tyler's just gonna go to bed every Sunday night and have like a visual adaptation of his own Buddy Daddy's core two going on. Like <laughs> it's just gonna happen. Uh, It'll yep. happen in your dreams, my friend. I mean, I'm writing my own anime about Jack Black. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> studio Moon Dog. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds kind of nice. It does. Yeah. But uh, moving on from that, guys, we have the Blue Lock movie coming out in spring 24. You boys excited about that? I haven't finished Blue Lock, so uh, I'll let you know. 
Yeah, I'm not particularly excited about it, but it is what it is. <laughs> I'm not even sure if it's canon or not, but I mean, hell, I, I might watch it. So if it's any good, if it's any good, so. True, I, true. I feel like anime movies lately have been getting more canon. Like they just like take an arc. And they're just making a movie at this point because they, they did that with Demon Slayer. They've done that with I guess JJK did that with the prequel arc like. Yep. Black Clover sure didn't do it. That shit wasn't canon. <laughs> sort of the Wizard King bullshit. It just pissed me off. <laughs> I didn't even, I haven't even watched it yet. Was it like was the action good in it? it? It had a lot of good fighting in it. Yeah, but um, uh, so so it starts off with like a it looked like it was going to be a tournament with um Asta and it, it was putting Asta and you know to fight each other. That's what I wanted to see. I want to see Asta and you know fight in a non-canon movie. And then they just get sucked into like a uh other shit and go into another dimension or get teleported somewhere and then they got to fight a bunch of big baddies. And we never did get to see the end. Of, we never did get to see you know and Asta fight. Even though that's the whole ten minute first ten minutes of the show is building up Austin, you know, fighting in a tournament in a in an arena. So Yeah. That's just me awful. Off. That's awful. Like I mean, if you guys know the DGens, we love a fucking good tournament arc. Like yeah. the show is Gas. only like pretty much only tournaments after you get through like the introductory part of the show. It's just <laughs> tournament, 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 which is awesome. And they do it's it so well. Yeah. Yeah. Dragon Ball Z, 85% of that's a tournament or Save in the World, one or the other. I'll take the tournament any OG day. Dragon Ball, same thing. Yep. Give me the cell games. That would have been better as more of a tournament. I'm just going to say that now. Yeah. Well, so that it, I, I was kind of disappointed because. You know, it was hyping us up, thinking we was going to get like a arena tournament match of, you know, and Asta. And they just like went off the rails the to old do something else. So, but damn, dude. And I finally, I caught up on Haikyuu and that's like a top three tournament tournament show for me now because volleyball tournaments are still tournaments and that shit is gas. It is. <laughs> we should, we should be. Uh, so I think there's going to be two movies to finish it up, Dan. Um. I'm pretty sure it's either going to be uh, late this year or early next year. Is at least one of them, or maybe both. So we'll see. I'm glad I got caught up then because, yeah. sheesh, that's a good show. <laughs> it is <laughs> very good. <laughs> Way better than Blue Lock. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Had to throw my jabs in, boys. Hundred percent. And then the last little bit of news we got: T minus two weeks. Until the One Piece live action hits Netflix. I'm Let's excited. Go. I'm excited but nervous. We'll have to see how they do, but uh, I'm excited. I'm very man. nervous. Yeah. I'm ex- I-, I can't even say I'm excited. I'm just fucking nervous. Um, I feel like anytime live action hits anime, it's like, you know, I kind of want to claw-, claw my eyeballs out, but we'll see what happens. Do we, uh, do we like, watch at least one or two episodes of it and talk about it maybe on our show i mean i'm gonna binge it the minute it drops but i think it's gonna actually release all at once i would assume they're either gonna do it all at once or they're gonna do like four episodes and four episodes i mean the show's done like netflix just drops whole seasons you know they don't really do i think we either way we got it we have to cover it yeah i think i think we gotta 
we got to at least cover something. Yeah, we, it just right. depends on how it is. If it's trash, then obviously, you know, we can still talk about it, but we're just not going to be able to watch the whole thing if it's trash. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, no. I'm going to watch the whole thing, and I'm going to be throwing <laughs> bows the entire well, time. If you watch the whole thing, it's trash. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to you about it. He's but, yeah, we definitely got to cover it. Eight to uh, nine hours. Yeah, we, we, we go over trash. one piece. I've wasted eight to nine Every hours week. doing worse. <laughs> The trash in Netflix. That that is like one of my top ten favorite things to do is just destroy Netflix because of how bad half the crap they do is. I just really hope that it's like at least a hundred times better than Cowboy Bebop was. God. That's not hard. Oof. Gosh, Mighty. I hope so, man. But you boys want to get into the review? Let's do it. Yeah. Uh so we got the review of weathering with you today it is a 2019 uh movie from comix wave films directed by makoto shinka and if you don't know this is like a two-hour movie it's pretty popular i would say i think it would go under the category as supernatural with romantic themes i guess right boys yeah i, I would that. I would agree with that. It, the nice thing with this is the romance wasn't like overpowering yeah, to I'd, the point where it like took away from the plot. So I enjoyed that. I don't even, I mean, I guess you could call it romance in some aspects, but I didn't really see the romance aspect take, take effect a whole, a whole lot. You know what I mean? So until yeah, was, like the very end, that's it. But Yeah. I mean, it was definitely there, but again, we were talking about like, young teenagers so thankfully (laughs) it didn't get too in-depth that would have been a little weird yeah it definitely wasn't a focus so Um, that was good but we'll give you the summary real quick it's uh weathering with you tells the story of hodoka morishima a 16 year old runaway in tokyo the movie itself is set in an oddly rainy time in tokyo's history Soon, Hadoka meets and befriends some strange characters who he creates deep bonds with. And to start this off, this uh, movie off, it opens up in a hospital room where, at the time, we don't really know who's in there, um, but Hina is one of them. And there's someone laying in bed who is, she's watching over. And, and the main character, Hadoka, um... He starts off by saying, this is a story only her and I can tell, refer, you know, referring to Hina as it's like looking over the Tokyo like skyline, I guess you call it, when they see like a big light come down from the sky. And she's like, I got to go see what's, what's up with that. And I just like when she's looking out over the skyline, the Tokyo skyline, it just looks so beautiful. Did it not, y'all? Oh, definitely. I mean, the quality of animation in the show was, or movie, sorry, was really, really, really good. Um, The way they animated the, you know, environment they were in, I thought was awesome. And, but the thing that really stood out to me was the way they animated the weather. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with that. Um, And the city itself was pretty amazing. You know, all the hand-drawn scenes with the city, how detailed they were, even though they were hand-drawn drawn and to put that kind of quality up for two straight hours was very very impressive 
Oh, definitely. And one thing I loved when they would show the city itself, they didn't shy away from using real brands throughout the entire movie. So like you'd be watching it and you would see like a McDonald's sign or you would see like a Pepsi Cola sign or you'd see like a, a Psycho Watch sign. So like they did a good job not trying to make everything sound funny or like, you know, like uh, is it Devil of the Part-Timer? It's McRonald's instead of McDonald's. <laughs> so like, yeah, we got the golden arches and I was very surprised about that. Oh, I definitely, man. But the nice thing with that is it makes it feel more immersive because it's like real life stuff you're looking at. It's not like because whenever I see a fake like name, like instead of Coca-Cola, it's like Doca-Cola or something. I look at it. And I'm like, that's freaking stupid. What are they doing? You know, <laughs> it like makes you laugh. Yeah. Yeah. And it takes away from the scenery and the imagery. And the fact that they actually used real brands, in my opinion, made it seem more immersive, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, they even had like real like um like in McDonald's they had like the real advertisement, the uh um the things advertising the Big Macs and stuff. I was like, damn, that that's really out there like that, you know? So I was just really surprised to see how most shows can't even get away with that, right? Usually you gotta pay money for that, yeah. Yeah, I'm oh, sure yeah. they did though. I'm yeah. sure they did. There's no way mcdonald's pepsi coca-cola is going to let them get away with that and then have a hit movie with it i don't think you get away with that very easily it also depends though because product placement in movies is a very expensive form of advertisement so they might have actually gotten paid yeah from these companies to put it in there yeah for sure i mean you see it in movies where like they conveniently are drinking a coca-cola and just the coca-cola label is perfectly staring at the camera i think wayne's world did a really good job making fun of that Mm-hmm. when they sold out and they were like oh we would never sell out and then they turned and they're eating a bag of doritos with the doritos logo perfectly like facing the camera because yeah. like that's that's a huge form of advertisement in movies like we don't think about it but like companies pay millions of dollars to put their stuff in like in cinema so it could have yes. even been that i don't know yeah it could have been the other way around maybe that's why the weather looks so damn pretty as they held that <laughs> mcdonald's money it'd be interesting to know for a fact which which one you know it is so if they had to pay for it or if they got paid for it so but like the scene where where hodaka is at mcdonald's and hina brings him up that big mac that that made me want to go get a big mac that was a damn good looking animated burger boys (laughs) it was (laughs) yeah i don't know why like there was a couple scenes with like cooking it's like the the food and animated shows like that it always looks so goddamn good even um, McDonald's, the McDonald's, right? you know, it was nuts, man. It was nuts. Um, everything in this this movie, as far as the animation, was very crisp. Um, the lighting is one thing that really impressed me. There was some good blooming, um, with like the neon lights and then the sun rays coming through, like you know, windows and things like that. But everything looked supernatural. Like, I mean, it looked very, very natural and, and to a T throughout the entire movie. There wasn't a moment where I was like, you know, this looks. A little shittier than the rest of the <laughs> rest of the movie it was all it was a plus throughout the entire two hours and then like the moments where you got some of like the montages uh with like the music in the background which was some bangers in this show and that added to the scenery where like the animators could just like go wild and had to really worry about worry about our characters it was it was it was it was a lot really loved it and going off that, you know, speaking of like the music and the uh, noises and stuff, 
even though it was raining for most of the movie, the rain wasn't overbearing. You know, that, exactly. that was a big um, win for me because I literally hate the sound of rain in shows. If they have it so loud that you can't hardly think about what I, what else is going on, you know what I mean? I will say, though, they did a really good job of, like, when it was really downpouring and they were focusing on that. You you could yeah. hear it. You could actually hear how hard it was raining. So, like, the scenes where they focused on the rainfall versus the scenes where they were focusing on the characters, they did a good job actually showing just how hard it was raining without taking away from the scene with the, with the characters. So I really enjoyed that, too. Yeah, I agree with that. You can't have a movie about rain without some awesome ASMR rain noise, you know? Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, it was good rain noise, but I'm just saying that um, it wasn't like way too loud at all times, you know? Yeah, no, that's exactly so. it. It wasn't overbearing during a scene where you wanted to hear the conversation and yeah. feel the emotion of your character. Can't agree. It was mixed well. Yeah. Yeah. Audio was definitely mixed well, like you said, Dan. Yeah, and scenes where it was supposed to be heard, it was heard. When it needed to take the go to the background, like Tyler was saying, it definitely did. Um, I guess then we get into like, I really loved how they, um, showed Hadoka, like getting into these scary situations. Uh, like he was trying to like, I guess, squat and, and, you know, rest and, uh, trying to look for jobs and all that stuff. And he kept on saying, I think he said it five or six times, Tokyo sure is crazy. Tokyo sure is crazy. And he just kept on saying that in his head. And I really loved that they kept on doing that and putting that in our brain until the moment that he got gave the Big Mac by Hina. And then he started saying, Tokyo sure is amazing. And it's just like the overall change in the whole atmosphere was like they done that very well. That's one of my favorite things that they did early on so yeah and i really liked how um you know I, tokyo is like the biggest urban area in the world um as far as population and size and having roamed around in new york lived on long island for a few years experiencing like manhattan and places like that it it, it can feel harsh and someone first moving to a city like that with no place to stay no parents no one to rely on I thought that was a really good depiction about how like everybody can just be harsh and kind of brush over you or past you and not really see you um, from him to like, you know, trying to find a job and, and, you know, just the clutter on the streets, all the advertisements and things like that. Like that's real, it, you know, it's, it's bright out like, like during the day, even at night in Manhattan. And I thought that was something cool. They did in the first part of the movie, along with that, like shift, like you're saying from, Tokyo scary to Tokyo's amazing or wild. You know, it, it became a little bit more neutral or positive um, as he met more people. And of course, you're going to have some rude motherfuckers in a city. <laughs> but like there was also, you know, points like where he got the Big Mac, where some people were kind, some people were worried about him, but most people weren't. And I think that's a good depiction of a very large city. So it was cool oh. to see that like harshness. Yeah, definitely. And I think with Hodaka being a runaway, 
that's not a major spoiler guys don't worry about it um <laughs> i can't imagine being like 15 16 years old and leaving your small island village and going to a place like tokyo with no game plan you have a few you have some money like you're trying to stay at hostels and everything else but like you can't keep that up that that's that's gonna be terrifying i can't even imagine that you know i never thought i'm gonna run away to the big city when i was growing up and go live on the streets that sounds really nice <laughs> bro must have really not like where you come from then that's nuts isn't it definitely man but he still had like a lot of resources like for the amount of money he had i thought um i just don't know where he did it ever explain how he got that much money to begin with he probably just saved it, it over a long time yeah, I mean, I'm assuming it was his life savings. Maybe he had a summer job or something like that when he, in his hometown. Yeah, it, w- it would have been nice to actually know kind of how he got that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, that, I that's, guess, that's one I, of the things I didn't really like, honestly. I don't, I, I don't think it was that important just because like he wasn't on the street for that long. If you only really have to feed yourself with like um microwave food you're not spending money on where you live and the boy's taking a bath maybe once a week and like one of the it was like a rent a bath place which is a crazy resource i don't know if that's real or not um i'm sure it couldn't be that expensive just to like live on the street yeah so in japan they have it's essentially like a hostel but it's like a one room basically like a closet with a bed that you can rent and um in that kind of situation they make you pay for the shower they're getting every okay. dime out of you. So that's what it was. He was basically in a hostel. Um, I mean, so that's why you saw him like sitting on his bed eating food at a desk, you know? Right. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think knowing where he got the money is that necessarily important. I mean, like when I was 16, you know, I had I had savings from just summer jobs and working and stuff like that. Like, you know, so Same for me, I had to, I had a good amount of walking around money. Honestly, more money than I had when I first graduated uh, college when I made it to the real world because you're not paying for shit. Yeah, you're not- you can literally save as much money as you want from your check. Yeah, you're not paying rent. Yeah. You're not well, able to feed yourself. Like, parents will still so, give you some money to go out. You're good. I know. I know I said, you know, I didn't like um, not knowing where the money came from, but mm-hmm. it goes deeper in that. Uh, that's just one little thing in that section that I didn't like. You know what I mean? So one thing I really didn't like that goes hand in hand with that is we didn't get hardly any backstory for, um, for, uh, Hodoka, like none at all. We didn't know why he, he run away. He, we don't know anything about his past life. We just know he ran away. And that, that was kind of wild considering that, we did get a little bit of backstory from Hina. So okay. I just didn't like that. Yeah, I mean, we got enough backstory, I feel like, regarding Hodaka. Um, I mean, he said that he felt suffocated in his tiny little home village and he wanted to go experience basically freedom. Which yeah, is why he ran away. In those but, situations, I feel like you need just a little bit more. Like, why did he feel suffocated? Did Was it, was it because he was getting abused? Like there, he must. I mean, like he could have been know, as simple as he just hated where he lived. Yeah, but I would like, like I, I don't know. I just, 
I've watched too many shows like this, and uh, I feel like I need to know something like that. <laughs> why he's actually running away and okay. doing this to himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially yeah. since he's For... like running from running from going back. Uh, the best way I could put it, spoiler free. Um, mm-hmm. like there's a reason why he don't want to go back that bad. And for, I, I, I was wondering why the whole time. So for me, in, in the story, it wasn't as important. Um, it was just important to know, like he didn't want to go back. Yeah. Um, and him running around, it's like okay, like he doesn't like where he's from, it, and it wasn't a core. Like, of course, he didn't want to go back, right? We saw that, but I don't think the reason was important to the plot. It still moved the plot fine without it at the same time. But I, I completely understand because I was wondering that while watching this. I don't want to like, uh, yeah. I mean, not the, say that, plot, the plot, the plot still moved fine, like you said. I just that's just the small details that I'd like to see in a two-hour movie, right? But uh, I, I think if if I think if you do go into it with like your main character, I think it has to take at least another ten to fifteen minutes, and you're already right at two hours. And I don't, it might have been like, okay, what part of this can we cut? They could have actually, you know, made that part of it and been like, okay, like, does he, do we really need to know this? But whereas you're talking about Hina's backstory, that was crucial to her becoming what she was in the story without giving anything away. But see, that's why uh, we got her background. The thing that I would have liked him to do, not to spend 10 to 15 minutes on his backstory, just, you know, when, Hina and him was kind of getting closer or whatever. Maybe say it in a conversation. That's I think that's all that needed to happen. Like, you know, when, when everybody was telling him kind of he should go back, maybe he should have brought up the reason why he didn't want to go back. It didn't even need to be explained. It just needed to be like, um, you know, why he feels like it's suffocating or whatever, why mm-hmm. his reason was. That way, people like you and I, like, don't have that thing, you know, that question in our head the whole time. And then at the end of the movie, we're just like, well, why didn't he want to go back? I'm going to be you honest know? with you. I completely forgot I was asking myself that question until you brought it up. <laughs> I mean, the movie was, it was, it was phenomenal. Uh, yeah. But I, yeah. I guess, like, the thing I'm going to compare it to is, like, it's, you know, like, when you're from a really small town, I mean, I'm from a town with, like, a thousand people, very small. Um, like it's like kind of like the minute you get your car, you get your driver's license, and you can like leave your town and go experience other things. It feels freeing, you know, like you're suffocated by the same rat race every day of go to high school, go home, go to high school, go home, go to high school, go home, and you don't have the mode of transportation to go anywhere. So I kind of compared it to that. Like, I mean, he's from a small remote island. I'm sure they didn't have a lot going on there. I'm sure he was going to high school, going home you know, doing his homework, like life's on repeat, you know? And I think when you can first experience that freedom, it, it feels like a fresher breath air, which is him saying, you know, like I was suffocating. So I don't think, I don't think it's anything really deep in that sense. You know, he just wanted a sense of freedom. He just wanted to like live life on his own terms, which what 16 year old doesn't, you know? Um, I think just yeah. the jump to go to the, one of the biggest cities in the world and live on the streets a little aggressive. It is, it is, and and uh, and I guess he did kind of tell us why he left. In the end, we just didn't get any huge amount of detail on it. 
I mean, I can understand what you're saying, Dan. Um, but the thing is, is if if you was feeling that way, you would at least want to go back and visit every now and then. But this man didn't want to go back and visit. Like he didn't want nothing to do with it. So it makes me think it's a deeper trauma. I don't. I don't. I don't think he was there for that long. So, no, he I don't, think, I don't think he was in Tokyo. I mean, tops a month. Yeah. And like yeah, I mean, he, he only, you know, he only knew the our other MC for a week and a half, and he couldn't have been on the street for more than a couple of weeks in the first place. So I don't, I don't think it was that long. Yeah, yeah I don't no. know. I would just like to known a little bit more, even if it was in like a fasting fair. conversation. Yeah. You know. Fair enough. Fair enough, my friend. Um, but uh, going going to like the weather, um, I don't think this is a spoiler either for any of you uh, that are listening. <laughs> it, it was fucking raining the whole goddamn time. <laughs> um, it's 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 on the cover art. You can see it. It's called, um, you know, weathering with you. It's pretty apparent. But I mean, did you guys also thought this was a little bit about climate change from what we saw in the movie uh, without getting too much into it? Um, and was it apparent that they were kind of going that direction with it? Sorry, my internet is bugging. I keep cutting out. Um, <laughs> okay. about, are, you, are you talking about climate change? Yeah, I was like, uh, do you guys think it was also about climate change outside of like as one of the themes, I should say? I don't necessarily think it was climate change because this okay. was freak weather. This is like, I mean, like the weather has gotten more aggressive with climate change. But it hasn't rained for 48 days straight, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, it hasn't rained for the whole summer. And, um, you know, I think I think it's more talking about how the mood can be affected by the weather. Um, you see as, um, you know, as Hina chases her new job um, and she brings so much joy to so many people. I think it's more about how. The weather can affect your mood, not necessarily like uh, this is a pitch against climate change, because I mean, they don't really talk about that. You know, it's like this is the rainiest Tokyo we've ever had, but they back it up with urban legends in the Japanese culture, you know? Yeah. I think I can agree with that. I, I, di I did like the um, what they were talking about, how, you know, um, the weather can also affect your mood. You know, we had it going one way in, in the story, but this way. And they were like, the weather can definitely affect your mood and how you experience a city. And I've lived unknowingly in one of the rainiest parts of the country in Connecticut. Had no idea before I moved there. It, um, it's top five rainiest. I lived in Hartford, one of the top five rainiest cities in, in America. Who would have fucking thought? I moved from Long Island to there. I was like, yeah, it's going to be a few more uh, uh, snow showers. But it was like during the winter, it was like every couple of days. Um, and although I did like Hartford, Hartford, it was wet and fucking muddy the in, almost the entire time I was there and it did affect how I could enjoy the city. And it was the same way for our MCs and a lot of the characters in the movie is where they just needed to get some sunshine to do whatever they want to do outdoors or just see the fucking sun. And I felt like that. I've, I've definitely felt like that before. Or if you've ever traveled somewhere and it rained the whole time you were there. You know, you've been looking forward to a trip for a few months and it just it just doesn't work out because it rained the whole time. Have you experienced anything like that, Tyler? I mean, kind of, but it's 
Usually it don't. Usually it's the opposite here. Usually we go on like droughts here. Oh, um, okay. As far as, instead of like raining every day, but um, so that's not really been a huge issue for me. I don't think. Um, but going back to like the climate change stuff, like I, I don't, I don't think it was about climate change either. Um, I really don't know what it was about to be honest. <laughs> other than like you know you you know me i get i get um pretty uh uh um uh, mixed up when it starts thinking about um talking about like um uh back uh, um other things i guess like uh like the overarching yeah yeah, yeah yeah you know i i kind of get mixed up when we start talking about that stuff and um like the only thing I really got out of it was what Dan was saying, you know, how moods get affected or whatever. Gotcha. And that apparently in order for it to stop raining and be good outside, you had to have a um got to have some sunshine in your heart, Tyler. Yeah, you got to have <laughs> um some certain certain um stuff happen that I'm not going to say. Uh but that doesn't really make sense. But I did love the, that they like, brought up the fact that 800 years ago or how many ever years ago, um, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, Tokyo was underneath the ocean or whatever and all that good stuff. I really liked how they brought that up. So it was enjoyable. Okay. That's bringing history awesome. into it. So it, it really was. And uh, I thought that went into like a whole different thing where like, it's like the experience, like the the experience of like a human. It's like it can be so limited. A hundred years is not that long when we're talking about the Earth, right? Yeah. But that's as about as long as a human gets to live. So, like, oh, this has been this way for the last hundred years. Seems long to us, but the Mother Earth, that's a fucking blinking blink of the eye, right? And as things change, I think you know people can. Uh, overdo it but everything is always in flux and that's something I'll, I live by to be honest with you um, change is inevitable and it's constantly happening but I thought something else that was really cool was how they explain the weather and natural disasters through mythological means I love that shit I eat up like you know what I call like real life lore um, the the backstory of a country, their mythological creatures and, and beings and having that involved in this movie as well really made me more into it and made me want to learn more about it, you know? So, yeah, overall, very, very cool themes. Uh, the weather, how, um, and I think Dan mentioned earlier was the scenes with the weather, with the rain, uh, sunshine, everything was phenomenal. And it's like, it's, always one thing when an anime animates something beautifully it's just beautifully animated something like uh jjk or demon slayer but when the characters are causing or interacting with that level of animation it like hits different to me at least i thought that was really 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 cool that's what made it it put it over the top it enhanced the story because it was so nice I can definitely agree with that. I mean, like with this movie, the way they animated the rain, like you're not going to see that in a show, you know, oh, like can't do it. 
it looked like it looked like a screensaver or like you know like when you like go listen to the anime music like lo-fi playlist on youtube it was like i guarantee they're stealing from this movie it was, it was sure. unreal it was unreal it was the rain was gorgeous if i was an animator i'd steal from it she is <laughs> and i absolutely love the scenes where it like it almost looked like instead of it raining it was like an ocean collapsing I thought those scenes were done so well. Yeah, it, it really was beautiful. Um, I, I just, I just kept saying that, like even out loud. I was sitting there watching it by myself. I was like, "This is, it's just phenomenal how good this looks." Over and over, um, the rain. The, I, I, my favorite part of the animation was the city of Tokyo itself, just because I, I mean, I really appreciate that hand drawn shit, man. It, 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 it's so much detail and you know that shit takes so much time and then frame by frame y'all frame by frame give me a break <laughs> I mean that the way they animated the clouds everything this movie was so well animated just, just kiss. kiss yes 100% you know, you know at times at times I, I actually felt like I was watching like a Ghibli movie because it was just so beautiful Yo, I actually looked up whether this was a Ghibli movie or not. <laughs> I was like, yo, what is going on? Why does this look so good? <laughs> like even like the character, the character design and animation sometimes reminded me of Ghibli. Um, it just looked, you know, it was it just looked that good. Yeah. And uh, you know, we're we're big fans of Ghibli around here, so um the fact that there was several times that i thought i was watching a ghibli movie just makes it, it should let you know that this movie looks good so yeah anything else you boys want to share or should we get to some ratings let's do it i missed a little bit there my internet seems like it's working now okay that's good to hear <laughs> i was getting worried there for a second i had to go on a monologue <laughs> One Go more ahead. thing, one more thing that I didn't like. I'm a, I'm gonna bring it up, and there's only like I said a couple things I didn't like about this. Uh, I didn't like that they brought a gun into it. The that, that that felt out of place in this movie, especially what it was used for. Like we didn't see guns anywhere else except for, you know, s some scenes that was brought on by the use of the gun at first but the fact that you know it got brought the fact that a gun was used by Hadoka uh by Hadoka Hadoka I I keep on to say Hadoku but <laughs> uh, <laughs> the fact that a gun was used like found and used a couple times by Hadoka was very strange and just um just didn't feel right in this story. I thought it was a really good plot device. Um it added stakes uh in later in the movie. I mean it got another group of people involved in looking for Hodoka not just because he was a runaway, but because he got caught on camera with a gun. And Tokyo has some of the strictest gun laws in the world. And I thought it was a good way to bring in, I guess, I don't want to say an antagonist because, I mean, there, it was just the police, you know, they weren't like the bad guys. Mm -hmm. But I thought it brought in conflict that was needed, um, especially with how the movie ended. I thought it was a really well used plot device in that sense. 
Yeah, feel... it, it was it was like brought in really subtly at the very beginning um, when our main character got to the city. Uh, there was like some news on in the background where they were saying 18 guns dis- discovered and some people had died from those guns. So not only did he just have a gun, they thought somebody he killed somebody with it and he saw, they, they saw him pointed at it, uh, at somebody. Um, I did thought it kind of got introduced a little cheaply. But at the same time, was a decent plot device. But it it did seem out of place. Yeah, I'm not saying they didn't do it right. They mm-hmm. they it felt like they used it properly. I guess as good yeah. as you could use it. I'm just saying it fell out of place for this movie. Like it, they could have found another way to do it. Like they could have focused on the runaway aspect, like they was doing anyways. But the fact that he like the first time he did it sure you know that's probably a uh proper response from a you know young kid that's inexperienced with guns you know pull it out because you get scared blah, blah blah but the second time he done it like to someone that you know he's familiar with and stuff mm-hmm. that just seemed that that seemed wrong um I, I don't know. It, I, I, it felt I, like I actually, words could have uh, helped that situation more than that did. So, well, he was trying to tell him to let him go, um, and he had to bite them. Uh, I'm trying not to spoil it, but he had to bite the man <laughs> to let him go. And I, I thought that he was in that same level of panic at that point because it, it, this time it wasn't his life; it was somebody else's, and. I could see how he would take that super seriously uh, based yeah. on the, you know, the plot. So I thought it was fair. I, I didn't, I didn't like how the gun popped up again. Yeah. Uh, I, I like the initial introduction of the gun was okay, but the second time was not great. I thought it was, I, I liked it. Honestly, I thought it showed how driven uh, Hadoka was in that situation and how, you know, like I thought it was a good plot device again. Um, I mean, you couldn't have that same tense feeling if it was anything but that. Like, a child yelling at a grown man is not going to have that same feeling portrayed as a child pointing a gun at a grown man, you know? Like, that's that's how I look at it. I thought it added a much deeper level of how Hadoka felt at that time and place. And I think without that, you wouldn't have felt that way. I mean, when I saw that happen, I was like, holy shit, he is serious right now. And I mean, it's if he's just, serious, but if he's if he's just yelling at a guy like you're like, oh, it's a stupid kid, you know, like that's how I would have looked at it. So I thought it was a really well used plot device, honestly, like that's my <laughs> opinion on it. But see there, the second part, like he wasn't really like he was just trying to stop him by using words, you know, like there was I feel like that he could have went up there and tried to do what he had to do and. I don't think he was going to stop him, but he just escalated the situation by going and getting the gun. Like, well, that's, that's exactly it. It showed how driven Hadoka was at that time. And like him escalating that was just proof of how much he wanted to do what he was trying to do. I don't know. I, I didn't like that. Like the first okay. part, the first one, like it was, you know, like I said, that's, that's a normal reaction, I guess, from a, um, adrenaline uh inexperienced scared teen but yeah. the second one to be to be able to remember that 
you know, you dropped it there and to to go get it. I don't think he rem- I don't think he remembered that he dropped it there. I think he saw it and said, This is how I'm gonna make this happen. He was that driven. And I think like the fact that you're saying you don't like him doing that is the point they were trying to yeah. put across. You know? It just showed how desperate he was in this situation without spoiling anything. I and I think it was a made a run for it though and just it would not waste the time like he just at that point he's just wasting time and but letting, the, letting scene, the cops come up there basically t- but yeah, would but the scene, scene have hit the same though no that yeah. scene would have sucked if he just ran away I mean that was a really good way to do the scene I thought yeah I mean I get it for plot purposes and stuff I just I just hated to see that so yeah, I made you not like the character as much, but I think that was the point of what they were trying to get across is like this kid is desperate right now. Yeah. I mean, homie ran across Tokyo on train tracks to get to that point. You know, he was <laughs> he was pulling Boy all was his guts out. <laughs> Boy yeah, was gassed. He, he was pulling everything out he could to make what he wanted to happen happen. And I think, you know, him pointing a gun at someone he I guess liked was just to show how much he wanted to do what he was trying to do. I get it. So I guess does, before we uh, do ra- ratings, do you guys want to do um favorite characters? Uh sure. Yeah. Or wait, what? We doing both at the same time or are we doing favorite characters first? Uh it doesn't matter to me, man. We can do whatever. Let's do favorite characters first. Um I'll go first. Uh, let's, uh, ah, there's only a few, really. There's only a few to pick from, yeah. but I think my favorite character is Natsumi. I okay. like that. Yeah. She was super dope the, through the whole movie. She was just dope, grounded, level-headed person, but very passionate. And, and her character elevated in the, uh, going up to the climax of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. She was crucial, bro. I got to give it to my boy, Naki. Dude, for being like an eight-year-old, is pulling <laughs> bitches. <laughs> hey, he's got IQ too, bro. He's a smart. He's a smart kid. Very, kids, very smart kid. Kid's riz is off the charts. Unbelievable. Um, me myself, I really liked uh, Natsumi a lot because her character. I like that type of character. But also, uh, Kisuke, like he, uh, he was very good. He, I felt like that character was a very good, uh, um, road character in the movie from the get go. It showed us kind of who he was. Then, you know, when, when, uh, Hadoka was living with him and stuff. So I really liked his character too. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked how they uh, moved his character. He was not who I thought he was, to be honest. So that was really cool. Kind of yeah. opened up and became a three-dimensional character. Yeah, definitely. He seemed like a slime ball at the beginning, but he was actually just a really good fucking dude. Yeah, 100%. Trying to and teach I... life lessons, I guess, the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> That's for fucking sure. And I got to give my props to Pompadour Cop. I don't know if they ever said his name, but... That haircut is Sheesh. trash. 
Yes. I, I loved how he was running that one time when he went super speed, you know, got the hands, you know, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, what's his name a, off of My Hero? Trying, yeah. Yeah. He's trying to activate that track speed, boy. <laughs> that Pompadour is just bouncing. I was like, damn, bro. <laughs> but cool, boys. Let's let's get some ratings. I'm, I'm excited to, to hear what you guys thought about it. Um, I guess, I guess I'll go first. Uh, I think I would do like a high seven, low eight. Um, I feel like that's a good rating for me because I really enjoyed most of it. There was only a couple things I mentioned that I didn't like. Um, all the characters, I had no issues with any of the characters, really. Um, all of them felt good. Dubbed was awesome. Um, subbed was good too. So. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to remember what I gave the wind rises. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> because this is just a little step below that. Okay, I think you went 8-4 eight, or 8-3 eight, on the wind rises, I think. Okay, 8.0 on the dot. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, like Tyler said, the characters in this movie were uh, really captivating. Um, I, I'm not nitpicking the little things he did when it comes to the plot. <laughs> <laughs> I think they weren't that the fact that we didn't know why he didn't like his hometown. That's something you can infer for a 15 or 16 year old kid. So that didn't really bug me. I mean, nobody likes living at home when they're that age. That's the rebellious age. And um, again, with a gun, I thought it was a really good plot device. But overall, um, the animation was up there with the best. I mean, we mentioned Ghibli a few times. It was up there with the best. Uh, the way they depicted the rain and the lore behind that was awesome. And it wasn't overpowered by some corny, you know, high school romance crap. So I really enjoyed this movie. Excellent. Excellent. Um, I'm, I was, I'm going to do an eight one. I, I had to think hard about this between the eight one and the eight two, but I'm gonna do an eight one. Um, the animation blew my mind through the entire thing. I think this is the best animated movie that we've watched um I, I, i'm 10 toes down on that one and then the fact that the characters are interacting with it so much really blew it over the top for me the story was good like dan said it it was uh it had some romantic themes in it but it wasn't focused on that i don't you're 15 i don't really care that you're in love. <laughs> Congrats. Flavor of the yeah. week you at that age. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're like picking fucking ice cream flavors at that point. Um, but it was an important part of the, the story at the same time. And they did, did that well without focusing on it. And then like how they portrayed Tokyo and the animation of Tokyo was amazing. But the story was really, really good. I didn't think I was going to like this this much. Was not expecting to hit, a, you know, have a uh, watch a banger right after work. Uh, today and it just it, it blew me blew me away yeah i think one thing i will say with this like the pacing of the movie like was really good like once you kind of got through like the first five ten minutes of just introducing characters and everything like that like it just flowed so well and i didn't feel like after watching 30 minutes of it I, like the next hour and a half just flew by i didn't feel like i was sitting there like okay, what's going to happen next? Like, it just flowed so well through the plot. Yes, it definitely did not feel like a two-hour movie. And 
one thing I will mention, I loved the fact Dan just brought it up, you know, introducing characters. I love the fact that almost all, I think all the main characters, except for um, the niece, which is, what's her name? Nag- Nagasi? Natsumi. Natsumi. All the characters, but Natsumi, we actually seen um, like way before they was actually introduced. We we seen them like they was in some kind of scene, um, interacting with Hodoka, and um, before they was actually introduced as, you know, uh, side slash main characters in the show, and I really enjoyed that every one of them. Yes, yeah, yeah the character introductions like it wasn't like super dramatic, but when they came back around, you were like, oh, I know this motherfucker. Yeah. We saw I've him in action. Him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I love how every relationship that bloomed in this movie was just happen happenstance, you know, like nothing seemed forced. It felt so natural. Like that was that was really, really impressive. Like you have two hours to introduce not many characters, but make them mesh so well so quickly. And it just felt really natural. They they felt like a small family that really liked each other for all different reasons. And it, it, like you said, it didn't feel forced at all. You know, a lot of times you get introduced to people in a movie and it's like, Oh, that, well, we know what their, their, uh, purpose for being in this movie is. And it didn't feel like that at all. Definitely. Yep. But awesome. You guys want to get on to our next segment? Well, yeah. Let's do it. So with all the live action anime coming out, we kind of sat down and we were like, you know what? If these anime much movies didn't have shitty budgets, and they could get some heavy hitters to play some of our favorite characters. Who would we want to see on our live action anime wish list? We're talking actors, you know, and what characters we think they could p- portray and do a good job of. So, Tyler, mm-hmm. you want to get us started? Uh, yeah, so my first one is going to be um, Dolph Lundgren. And y'all may not know that name, but it's the dude that played Ivan Drago in Rocky. You know, the big, the big blonde haired dude. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the, if he the, dies, he dies. The yeah. the Russian superhuman. Yeah, the Russian superhuman. And I feel like he would do such a great job at playing Kenpachi. Like his facial features, he's just got the facial features of like a hard man. He just plays the, you know, tough guy that wants to screw screw up someone's day role so well. And that's just what that's what Kimpachi wants to do. He just wants to screw up somebody's day. I'm, I'm <laughs> if glad he dies, he, he dies. I was just yeah. saying, I'm glad you said screw up his day instead of I want to see him in a body bag. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they both want to see him in body bags too. So, you know, Kimpachi just wants to bleed a lot more before that. So has he been in anything besides Rocky? I haven't seen his ass. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure, actually. I mean, that's that's the only one. That's the only movie that I know of. Rocky, okay. The Expendables. I'm about uh, to Google Dolph right quick. Yeah, so Rocky, Expendables. Um, Rocky's Expendable and Creed. Yeah, basically. That's um, that, 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 yeah, that, that's, his, that's his whole thing. Yeah. Basically, fighting movies. So, I mean, half of them he's pretty much just playing. He's in Aquaman. Where the fuck is he in Aquaman? He's actually in a lot of movies, bro. Twenty eighteen Aquaman. 
Yeah, he's actually in a lot of movies, bro. But I guess most of them, he's, he just like throws hands, I guess. So I'm going to say that um, outside of the movies we just listed, I don't know if any of these are good. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. We, we, know, we know what he's capable of. We know what he's good at. And we know what he can do. And I feel like he could swing a sword around and, you know, say some hard lines and act yeah. tough. Yeah, he's got so, those dead eyes, too. That would, yeah. that would be menacing to see him with a smile on his face. Yeah, I mean, the boys can see like a picture, uh, one by one picture of them. So I feel like it fits, bro. <laughs> for sure. For sure. I agree with that. That'd be fun. Definitely. I, I think that'd be a good casting, honestly. Um, I guess the only thing is, is one, is he going to grow his hair out to be nice and spiky and put some bells on it? <laughs> and two, is, is he going to dye it black? Because he's got to fit the role, you know? Oh, he could, uh, he could pull it off 100%. I, I feel like, you know wigs but you know the uh the artist or whatever you call them you know all that good makeup artists so can have a good job do a good job so definitely great pick so for my first one uh this one i feel like this has been out there on the uh on the interwebs for a while now but i'm picking adam sandler as our boy kizaru one of the three admirals from one piece <laughs> so like Adam Sandler looks like Kizaru. Like, I mean, there was like when they were like first doing the live action, they were taking a bunch of really famous uh, actors. Like, they had Arnold Schwarzenegger as Garp, Adam okay. Sandler as Kizaru, like things like that. And you're like, oh, that's way out of the budget of this show. We need the special effects, not an actor, you know? <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> but like, Kizaru is just kind of a dopey guy. He can get really serious, but like there's just I just remember the scene in Sabayoti where he picks up the the um the Den Dead Moshi and he's like, Moshi Moshi. And I'm like, I could just see Adam Sandler do that and just going like, oh, and all that shit he does. Like I could just see him doing that so well. And I mean, I will say, you know, he plays a lot of comedic roles, but he has some serious movies too. So I think he could he could work both sides of it well. I think Kizaru is within his range as an actor. And he can fight. If you guys don't remember in Happy Gilmore, he goes toe-to-toe <laughs> with Bob Barker. So he, he can did. throw some hands. He can throw some hands. But I just think the way he could portray it really well, because Kizaru is not a very serious guy in the end of it. I mean, if you go back to Sabayota, he's just like laughing the entire time he's beating down the supernovas. So I could definitely see that. The only issue I have is they got to add about six inches to him to get that tall. Kizer has got some damn long legs. So could they wait? I got it. So with this latest one piece episode, when Luffy kind of, uh, aged really quickly, could they get, well, if Bob Barker was still alive, could they get, uh, <laughs> could they get him to play Luffy in that power down state and let Kizaru, Adam Sandler play Kizaru and they just fought? Kinda? I feel like, this would just be like a crappy TikTok where you, somebody like puts Caesar's <laughs> clothes. It sounds like it Bob could be Barker. our crappy TikTok. I I don't have the video editing skills to put Caesar's clothes <laughs> on Bob Barker and a straw hat. Or sorry, uh, Caesar's clothes and Adam Sandler and a straw hat on Bob Barker. 
I don't think I have the capabilities or the technology to do that. If you know somebody, hit us up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't steal our idea. <laughs> we'll find you. We we'll figure out where you live. <laughs> but I think one thing really interesting, and Bass brought this up, is that uh, the admirals are actually all based off very popular actors from Japan, and Oda has stated that Kizaru is actually based on Kuni Tanaka who was a very prominent actor in Japan. And the guy looks just like him. I mean, they did a really good job. We're looking at pictures of these two, um, specifically his role as Borsalino too, in that same movie. Yeah, it's, it's the same fucking person. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's Japanese Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. But uh, he's, he's got that same stupid look on his face, like, We'll yeah. uh, we'll have to put these pictures in uh, Discord in the podcast discussion thing so people can actually see what we're trying to represent, what we're trying to show y'all. So true, true, true. I I I, uh, I have another one piece one, but I, I would like to say this was a difficult segment for me. Um, <laughs> I I used to be a movie buff at one point in my life years ago. But I never really paid attention to the actors that much. So I didn't know, like, I, I know faces and I can be like, oh, this person was in that movie too. But I'd never be able to tell you their names. Um, like Jamie Lee Curtis, who is my first one, and her being uh, Kuriha from One Piece, the doctor that was like the mother figure for Chopper. Um, but the reason I picked this one, you know, she said at the Oscars, like, she's a One Piece fan. And she wanted other people to watch it and she would like to play this person in a live action. There's a bit of an opportunity coming up. If, if this goes past the eight episodes, we're going to get out of the live action and we could get the drum Island. That'd be super cool. Just saying. Oh, definitely, man. I mean, yeah, she flat out came out and said pretty much like, I will do this. I don't care about money. Let's just, let's, let's make it happen. And that's kind of right. with Adam Sandler's. He's got his BOGO dollars Netflix deal. He's already got the money. Just make him play the role. <laughs> and she act, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis actually did say like she her favorite like female character and someone she'd want to play is Nico Robin but she she admitted she <laughs> might be a little old for that that role <laughs> but I I feel like that's pretty obtain uh obtain attainable for uh us as fans to see her play uh Chopper's sensei I guess you can call her mm -hmm. so I, yeah. I think we could actually get to see it maybe if one Netflix uh does good. So yeah, and she's got the hookup. Her friend uh, Brina Palencia is actually the the uh, English dub uh, voice actor for Chopper. Oh, so damn! She's, she she's already you know she right there. She's within arms reach of, reach of uh Oda. She's Oda adjacent. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So that'd be pretty okay. cool. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, too, with like the cast for One Piece is a lot of lesser known actors and actresses. So like you get a big name like Jamie Lee Curtis. I mean, like she's huge. Yeah, you're going to draw more people in Netflix. Think about it. Exactly. exactly. Throw the money out. You're printing it anyways, even though you loot, you're hemorrhaging money, but you're printing it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> It'll come back. <laughs> It'll come back. I'll watch it just for Jamie Lee. But yeah, that's all I got for um, Miss Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay, is it is it me now? Yeah, it's go your for turn. it. Yeah. Uh, so 
I really like um Dwayne Derog Johnson as Saitama. One Punch Man. <laughs> Do y'all not Sir? see that? No. <laughs> no. I, I mean, like, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is fucking ripped. But And he's like 6'5". But I feel like he could play Saitama so well. Like he's bald. He's got the he can definitely do the um blank stares and dead looks. Like he's got that shit down. He's gonna have to go on like the Oppenheimer diet that um Cillian Murphy went on where he had an almonded day to look tiny. Because Dwayne Johnson is huge and Saitama is a stick figure, dude. Yeah, but obviously you can't have one one for one adaptation like that. I feel oh, like I, everyone will see Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, and and be like, "Yo, that dude's you know, like can literally one punch shit." You know what I mean? But that's not the point of One Punch Man. That's, the fact that's is, the whole gag though. The whole gag he doesn't is, look like he can one punch somebody. It's a man in yellow spandex punching people through the moon, and he looks like he could maybe like lift up fifty pounds. That's the gag. So oh, they, I mean, they can probably do some special effects to make him less yoked. So <laughs> we'll get we'll get the Polynesian on a uh, One Punch Man to slide to my. But I'm, I don't know. I I would really enjoy it. Just just his personality. Just um, you know that aspect of it. I think he could pull it off. So also, isn't Saitama like eighteen? It doesn't matter. He's <laughs> <Rock is> like <laughs> 45. <laughs> it doesn't matter, bro. I, I think it does a little bit. I think he would just mm-hmm. look really out of place in this role, especially since he is so freaking buff. Technology is wild nowadays, yo. They're literally making a One Piece live action, and Luffy's arms can stretch in it. So they can do that shit. They can, they can make... The Rock look like Saitama. I don't think The Rock is going to let somebody CGI his muscles down. That is his trademark. <laughs> but they don't have to, like a lot. You know, they just got to make it look more reasonable. What would get me <laughs> is the height. The they Rock can, is like 6'5". They can so, use camera angles, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> He's gasping at straws here, and I'm looking at his list, and the other ones are a lot better than this one. I mean, the other ones are gas. The other ones are gas. <laughs> I I just feel like there's other characters, even in that show that The Rock could play. Isn't there like a super jacked superhero who wears a speedo? Uh, I can't remember. I haven't watched I One Punch Man in a long oh, uh, time. Maybe, maybe, uh, what's his name off of My Hero? You know, uh, Miriam is that his name? Duh. I don't know. Miriam is a child. <laughs> you know, is that who who I'm talking about? The uh, uh, the one that can phase through walls, yeah. right? Yeah, he's Bro's jacked like, though. He is jacked. Wait, what if he played 17. All Might? That see, there we go. Here we okay. go. There see, we we're, go. We're getting into shit now. This is what this is about. <laughs> you know, we're gonna find Dwayne Rock Johnson a place. 
<laughs> I think he'd be a, he has a great smile. I think he'd be a good one, uh, not one punch man, but a, a good. Uh, All mine. Okay. All might. Yeah. I, 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 I shouldn't agree with that. There in the go. one in the one punch man universe, you give him a funny looking little haircut and he'd be tank top master. Oh tank shit. Top master. Okay. Okay. That's the, the, the tiger the, or whatever, tank top tiger uh duo or whatever. Is that what you're oh, talking no. about? Oh no, sorry, I'm thinking pretty pretty prisoner. I'm thinking the oh. super ripped Yeah, I know who you're talking about. The super ripped gay guy from jail. He can pull that one off because he's got the body for it. Yeah, who strips down into <laughs> nudity right yeah that would be hilarious okay. <laughs> that would be so funny again he he is uh he's got too many tattoos and he is entirely the wrong race to play this character but it'd be funny i think i think i would like him better as all might i think he would play a better all my character yeah i don't awesome know why i didn't think of that bro yeah he'd be a fucking awesome all might yeah good looks good looks yeah. uh, i I rescind my statement about Saitama. It's all mine. That's you a better got, character. You know what you got lost in? The sauce. The sauce. The oh. big, <laughs> you, you got lost thinking about big, shiny, bald dome pieces. Yeah, I did. That's that's literally... When I, I was wanting to pick somebody for Saitama, and I typed in Google, I was like, bald-headed, famous actors. And this brought up Brock and a bunch of other people. And I was like, "The Rock, man, he would do so good with his faces because he can control his face facial features so well." So um, you said bald, bald actors, and all I can think of is Vin Diesel playing One Punch Man, Saitama, <laughs> and, and just had- punching someone and looking at the camera and going, "Family." Oh, you, yeah, you, yeah, I knew that. I knew that shit was coming. They, they had, they had Vin Diesel. They had Jason Statham. They had, um, uh, who else? There, there was a couple more famous ones. I was like, none of them would really work. I think The Rock would work. But I, I, like you I, said, he's, he's, you know, all about the Moki, 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 you know? 100%, man. I feel like for sides, my, you'd have to pick an actor who's not bald. Like a younger actor, like a, a funny actor, like maybe I, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but a funny actor and then don't show him at all until like the first trailer drops and he's just bald. Because that'd be hilarious. That would make people want to go watch it, you know? <laughs> could see, could see. Dan, right. what, you got, what you got for us? My next one, this is also one that almost happened. Uh, this was in the works, but it kind of fell through. I got Keanu Reeves as Spike from Cowboy Bebop. All right. It would have had to happen probably about 15 years ago because I think Spike's probably in his 30s. But like, you think like Matrix Keanu Reeves would be such a good Spike Spiegel? It really would. And I think that he would be able to play his character too, like his personality pretty well. Yeah, Keanu Reeves like being like that slightly depressed, not too animated person would be good. Like super serious. Um, yeah, I think that's right up Keanu's uh, alley right there. Oh, 100%, man. It almost happened. They were before the Netflix live anime adaption came to fruition. There was talks of making a uh, Cowboy Bebop movie with him as Spike. And I'm so mad we got that crap we got on Netflix because that would have been gas. I mean, like, it would have been so good. I feel like that's the problem with anime movies is they just don't put enough budget there to make them good, you know? Yeah, I really, like, I watched a couple episodes of Cowboy Bebop 
And I really think that if, you know, he was there as Spike, mm-hmm. it could have made the show better. So. Yeah, I mean, don't make it a show, just make it a movie, you know? Yeah. And the thing with that, too, is, like, uh, he's come out and said that, like, that's the one anime character he'd really want to play. And I, I like, like Tyler said, Somebody I think he'd do, do something. Damn. He'd do such a good job playing it. But he was actually really heavily involved, almost in, like, a producer role in the live-action Netflix show. So my man was trying. He was, he was trying really hard. They just didn't let it happen. Unfortunate. Very unfortunate. But you know the man's clean with a gun, dude. John Wick, <laughs> done. <laughs> he already knows what he's doing. <laughs> but cool, man. Cool. I think that's a good pick as well. Uh, I'm gonna go with a one that I had to really think about. It took me a few minutes to come up with this one. Ryan Reynolds as Gojo, okay. which I think would be a great casting. Uh, both good-looking dudes, but I think the thing that Ryan Reynolds does well and what he would do well with Gojo is just being a sarcastic asshole. <laughs> we see it with him being Deadpool. Like he knows no one can really kill him like that. So he's not taking anything serious. And that's the same thing Gojo does. I think that would be perfect. Oh, definitely, um, man. I mean, yeah. Ryan Reynolds is if, you know, if I had to, had to swing the other way for an event or something, Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> my guy. I'm all like, let it happen. It's all good. Don't worry about it. It's okay. Every woman in the world would be jealous. Think about it. True. True. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Not only other women, I would be jealous. So, you know. Oh, he's a good looking dude, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm very open. I'm, I'm very. Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Gosling, dude. Damn. They're fucking studs. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You know, I was sitting there thinking, like, when I was trying to pick my characters, and I was trying so hard to pick someone for Ryan Reynolds because he's just that awesome of a guy. Like, his personality, you know, is he's very funny, all that good stuff. And I came this close, like, very close to picking him to be Reagan. I think that would also work really, really well. Yeah. I, I came that close and I was like, wait, I'm not going to do it. If nobody else brings him up, because I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I'm sure Bass is probably going to pick him for something because he's just too good not to pick. But I couldn't think of anybody else, but Gojo fits, man. Gojo fits so well. But so that got me thinking. So you, you said Deadpool and I instantly thought of Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. He'd make a great Zaraki Kimpachi as well. Wolverine? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he would. He would. Yeah, I can yeah, see that. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. I can't think of anybody better for Gojo, though. I mean, it's just the no. perfect casting. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to beat that for Gojo. And I, it's crazy I didn't think about that either because I was literally just looking for someone for Ryan Reynolds. I was like, I want to I wanna bring up Ryan Reynolds. And I didn't feel like Reagan was a uh, uh, I, I talk about him all the time, so I didn't really want to talk about him as one of my main features. You know what I mean? So. Understood, understood. I actually went the other way around, and I wanted to ha- find somebody for Gojo. Yeah. And then I was pretty much just like scrolling down a list of famous actors, and I was like, who could do this? I was like, I need a goofy good. motherfucker that's also good looking. <laughs> Brian Reynolds found his ice. 
Yeah, it's good. It's good. I mean, I like sh- it. shit, you think about it. You shave Ryan Reynolds' head and beard, he'd be a better Saitama than Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> he won't let it go. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, listen, Ryan Reynolds would literally be a good, like... Anything. Any, yeah, anything. Like, we could put him in as, you know, well, maybe not Chopper Sensei, but, you know... <laughs> Spike, he he might be a good Spike too. You know, he's just that uh, diverse. So he, he's not. He's not, range. he's not knocking Keanu off that spot though for me, man. No, he's not. But he could do it and do it well. Is what I'm saying. He's just that good. So, sure. well, definitely. Uh, Tyler, you want to guess your next one? Is it me? Yeah. Uh, okay. Give us, give, give us some gas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. my next one. I think y'all gonna really like it. Is Chris Evans as Erwin Smith, and these dudes? I mean, this is about as close as you're gonna get to uh, look lookalikes. Chris Evans basically looks kind of like just like Erwin uh, Smith. He's, so got to grow the hair out a little bit, but I definitely see it. Yeah, and I think watching Chris Evans in that scene, I think it's in season three. With the My Soldiers Rage. Yeah. Beach. He'd go crazy. Oh. He'd go be crazy. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, we know, we know Chris Evans, you know, can play a leadership role like Irwin did because, you know, he's Captain America. You know, he so he knows all about that type of shit. So, like, I, w- I would almost love to... I would almost pay money, bro, to see him in cosplay saying, given his speech, I would, I would love it. Wonder what we could do to make that happen. Oh, I think we got to go drop some money on cameo that, uh, <laughs> app where famous people do things for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Hey, we're sending you to the cosplay. We just need you to jump on a horse and start yelling. <laughs> Here's a thousand bucks. Okay. <laughs> Can you imagine that though? Like, That'd be fun. That would that be would, so fun. That would break the fucking internet, dude. Like that would be everywhere. It would with our name on it. Yeah. You know, one thing I was like, <laughs> kind of ashamed though. And before Tyler, before you put the pictures uh, in our notes here, I was like, "Who the fuck is Chris Evans?" I had no <laughs> idea who it was. I felt so bad once <laughs> I actually saw the picture. <laughs> Yeah, oh then he was like, God. oh, I know that dude. I was like, God damn it, that's Captain America. <laughs> it's that, That's America's ass right there, guys. <laughs> yeah. You- I just think it's so funny because Bass is one of like the biggest movie buffs I know. But yeah. he, I, I can't believe how he doesn't know a single actor. <laughs> I don't care. I, I care more about the, what the fucking movie is. Like, I'm, I'm more about like, you know, trying to figure out what the director is trying to, you know, explain to me. Um, Wait, mm-hmm. Bass, Bass, you you said Bass is a movie buff, but he's never seen Harry Potter. That's yeah, not I mean, a choice. A, that that was not a choice, and I'm I think I'm too. I tried to I watched like the first couple of ones and like years and years ago, and I was like, I'm not a child. I don't want to watch children movies. At that point, it's not my fault. I didn't get to watch them. I was not allowed to watch them. He he watches oh. sophisticated movies with with deep plots. This has deep plots. <laughs> Does it? Okay. <laughs> Does okay. it? I didn't see. Nah. 
God Almighty. I'm I cannot so believe you Look have never him. seen Harry Potter, even in your adult years, man. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I don't know. I, I, I made it through the first couple, and I was like, this is, it's too much. Dude, the fact that, like, I just remember when I was reading the books, I started reading, I think it was the fifth book. And my only thing was, I was like, I just read a hundred freaking pages about this dude still living under the goddamn stairs. When he's done all this shit, I'm done. I'm done with Harry Potter. And I just literally, like, gave the book back to my sister. I was like, I'm, I'm done with this. I don't, I don't care anymore. Take it back. Homie yeah. still lives under the goddamn stairs. I was a huge uh, book bookworm back in the day, so mm-hmm. I literally read Harry Potter like at least two or three times in my high school career. Oh, better wow. books. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I guess I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit of a weirdo when it came to reading books in high school. I, I, I like read a lot of biographies, and autobiographies, um, but I guess I was nerding out. Yeah, I mean, I was reading probably in high school. I was reading a lot of like World War II stuff, like um, not not biographies, but like fiction about World War II and things like that. I was big. Okay. Uh, the Ender's Game series from Orson Scott Card was my bag. Okay, that shit's gas. If you haven't read those books yet? Holy shit, you're in for a treat. Give it I a didn't go. really care for none of that stuff. I was always the the fantasy like basically anime shit bro like this is the reason why i like anime is because the shit i read in high school you know your mythical magical you know uh other world basically anime type shit so okay yeah ender's game is sci-fi you that's something you might actually like that's really interesting it's really well done and they bring a like it's basically about like children leading armies and things like that so they bring a lot of the history into it, which i enjoyed Ooh, but um who writes that Orson Scott card. Okay. I was just going to say, it sounded like something like, um, what was it? James Patterson or something would have wrote, but yeah, I mean, I got six of the books of my bookshelf. It's those it's halo. And it's for some reason, uh, the first, the first manga from a, from Mar <laughs> up there. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask me why I have that one. I bought it when I was in like fourth grade. Okay. Do your thing. <laughs> but awesome alright getting back to our actors so this one it's a little greedy um, I got Megan Fox as Boa Hancock from One Piece I can see it I can see I it I mean Boa Hancock's specialty is she turns people to stone Megan Fox has turned part of me to stone so you know she's got it already in the back she's good <laughs> to go boys. yo <laughs> what is this <laughs> <laughs> fucking hot dude Boa, Boa Hancock's the prettiest lady in all of One Piece according to Oda so we gotta give it to a babe we gotta give it to a babe okay okay I mean she could definitely play it she, she's she got the uh, the um, the face you know the uh, what was it called resting bitch face oh, she so, does. is she that does. what they call it elite, elite it, resting oh, bitch yeah. face yeah G- give me that yeah, Boa does too, bro. Like when she give does the little, you know, uh, mm-hmm. looking backwards thing, you know, like give me that's all this. I I'd be seeing you guys later. I, I need that. I need that in my life. Oh boy, oh boy, <laughs> easy there, big fella. 
but yeah, she's. <laughs> I feel like she's probably most known for Transformers and dating Machine Gun Kelly. So that's what she's got going for. <laughs> I didn't even know she dated Machine Gun Kelly, but oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I for, I forget uh, the one of the. I don't think I know her for Transformers either. It was the other one, um, Jennifer's Body. Oh yeah, Jennifer's yeah. Body. Yeah, that, that's that, that's the one I know her from. Um, so yeah, jeez, <laughs> that was a movie. I had to look it up because I knew it wasn't Transformers. I mean, I've watched them, but Jennifer's Body was like the first time I'd ever seen Megan Fox, and I was like, damn. Yeah, I mean damn. that we were all in high school when that came out, so like yeah. that was like. Like damn, you that know shit yeah. that shit just hits different when you're a kid, dude. When, when you're <laughs> young and full of vigor, you got, bro. We was eating back then. We had Megan Fox. We had like Jessica Alba. We had we had uh, Olivia Munn. Like we had, we was eating. You know, oh, dude. We also bro, had um, Olivia Munn. That's yeah. the show. What What's her name? I'm spacing out right now. Jackie from that '70s show. Oh yeah, uh, Kunis. Yeah, Mila Kunis, yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, we were we were eating. Yeah, they don't make them like that no more, boys. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. Oh boy, they don't. It's a shame. <laughs> well, uh, I'm gonna g- give you guys. Like I said, I struggled with this one, not knowing actors' names. Uh, but this is actually an actor I I, I really respect is uh, Michael Jai White, um, Afro Samurai. I think he would play it very very well. Um, with a lot of the uh, the martial arts, um, I guess moves that they use in that anime, Michael J. White is actually like a uh, a multidisciplined martial martial artist, and I think he'd do a really good job with it. I think he also plays fairly serious and like badass characters really really well, and he's also like a decent dude. So like you know some of the like the movies I really liked him from were um, undisputed like the undisputed movies I thought were really cool, Black Dynamite, fucking fabulous. It's it's such <laughs> like a fucking C plus movie. I don't know if y'all have seen Black Dynamite. If you have it, good God, please do. It's phenomenal. <laughs> Love that shit. It's just like a silly little you know C movie, and then uh, Blood and Bone. But he's like yeah, I mean he can play like an. Uh, a kind and wise person, but he's still like a fucking certified badass uh, in the industry. I think he has a lot of people's respect, and I think he would do a good job with Afro Samurai. Definitely. You know who also I just thought of that'd be good for that? Michael B. Jordan. The guy I from think, Creed. Yeah. Because he's a, he's a big anime nerd. I mean, he was saying that they drew a lot of inspiration for the fights in Creed 2 from Naruto. Yeah, they used a lot of yeah. They they were like yeah, the uh, a lot of the camera work they took from Naruto. Which That's was crazy. Wild. Okay. Yeah, I think I have a tweet about that actually. I said we were, we're really eating out here, Sean Young man. <laughs> but I could see him playing. I mean, the thing is, is, there's not a lot of like black anime characters. I feel like. Hmm. And so there's a plethora of awesome black actors, but there's but not the enough people from crying right now. But I'm I'm gonna be quiet about it. Go ahead. Okay, there's like three <laughs> of them. There's like five of them from the Cloud Village who actually have a point. I'm not gonna make Michael B. Jordan be some dude in the background. Come on, he'd be a killer. Okay. Uh, a killer like or uh, what's the Kazakage? Is it Kazakage? No, Raikage. 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 Yeah. Ooh, that hit. He'd have to be about 20 years older, though. 
Uh, <laughs> Give me Samuel Jackson. Would do a good job with that. And yeah. Give me Samuel Jackson as the Raikage dude. I need that in my life. Just I was going to say, we need to find somewhere to put Samuel Jackson. I was Jackson, trying bro. so hard. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know. Like, I didn't even think about it. But that would have been a good one. I just, I love Samuel Jackson so much. And like, imagine just an anime movie where he's like, I got to get one motherfucker in. <laughs> just one. Just one. Just one. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, Tyler, do you have any more? Uh yeah, so I got another one. Um, Kato, uh, I think that um either Danny Trejo or Jason Momoa could do a really good job at Kato. They kind of have the looks of a Kato esque figure, you know, going mm-hmm. on, and like they can they can play the the you know the big bad. Uh, either one of them can so. I think Danny Trejo would be perfect for this because, like, I'm just yeah. imagining him as drunken Kaido. Yeah. And that, that's why I put him, too, is because I, I feel like either one could play it, but I think you're right that uh, Danny could play it better just, just because he's got that grizzled uh, look about him. You know what I mean? Yeah, there he's, were, like, he's, like, a little older. Yeah. Um, I, I could see him get, getting onto the bottle, old Danny getting onto the bottle. <laughs> there'd be like not taking anything like super serious. Yeah, that'd be fucking there, awesome. There'd be so much CGI going into that to make him freaking twenty <laughs> stories tall. Yeah. <laughs> well, good thing they wouldn't have to focus on the legs much, you know, because One Piece. But <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I, w- I would actually love to hear Danny Trejo say uh, Mugiwara. That would yeah. I, I'd pay to hear just that, honestly. But on the other hand, you know, Jason Momoa, you know, he's played um a couple of big baddies too. Like uh he played uh what in Game of Thrones too, uh whatever his name was, uh Cow, one of the cows, I forget the last name, but but yeah, he can play it. He can play the bad boys. So I, I wouldn't know. Game of Thrones is my version of Bass is Harry Potter. Yeah. I was Except, just too late. I was just too late to the game and I didn't feel like catching up. Yeah. Understood. You should one time. <laughs> no, you know what? They I already know they botched the ending, so I don't care. I'll just I've 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 like True. read two of the books already. I'll just read the books. Oh dude. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you botched the ending. I ain't wasting But the thing is you can it, it, you can literally watch up to the ending and then just Read the books. Read the ending in the books. So the ending was like all time bad, but it still wasn't bad enough to make me feel like I waste my time watching. Yeah, what Bass said. I think we've already had this discussion. Yeah, we have. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I I can't let this shit slide though. I couldn't let it slide. You know, I mean, Game of Thrones is like top three show all time show for me, probably as far as non anime. It took it like from a nine point nine or nine point eight to like a eight point seven, and like it's still fine. That's a brutal. Book. That's a brutal drop, dude. A it's whole still point. fucking upper eight, though, bro. Come on, give me a break. I don't know. It's We're just talking about like the back. whole thing being like upper nines, though, and then just the last couple of seasons being. Gar- you know, it would have been good for any other show. It would have been better than any other show at the same time. Though. Yeah. Hey, man, I don't watch a lot of live TV at this point, man. And frankly, I have a bunch of good anime to watch, so I'd rather watch that. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. 
Okay. How much anime we watch this podcast, dude? I don't even got time. <laughs> Yo, I heard that though. I, I heard still, that. I still gotta finish Kintama, dude. I got sidetracked with Haikyuu. I've been trying yeah. to fucking uh, watch Andor for months now. I just ain't had the time. <laughs> Unfortunate. I feel I feel bad for putting Dan onto some peak fiction over there, making him miss out on his Gintama. Oh, dude, it's fine. Gintama's not going anywhere. <laughs> the movie's called the final movie, so I'll get there eventually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I have one more as well. So I have Taron Egerton as Lloyd Forger, also known as Twilight. Um, so he is the younger kid from Kingsman. So we know he can play the secret agent role to a T. He also brings a lot of comedy. I mean, that's kind of a spoof of 007. So they do a good job of um, making that happen with comedy. And I think that could be really good for the spy family. If they ever did a live action of that. I can't think of anybody for Anya. I mean, I can mm-hmm. probably think of a few babes who could play uh, your, but that's not hard. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, like... Flight work. Anya, Anya would be so easy to um to uh, cast probably because you're obviously gonna have a wig, and you just need a kid that's you know can do those to, yeah, yeah can do the girl. facial expressions yeah that's pretty much it you know but I don't think that like it it would be hard to find like a famous child child actor for us or whatever because we don't really know any famous child actors really you know so yeah let me go watch disney channel for 10 minutes i'll pick one out probably have three but i i don't (laughs) think i've really watched any shows that this uh dude has played in you haven't Um, watched watched kingsman no but um but i i do i do see a picture of him and i feel like i feel like he could he could pull it off so so somehow kingsman is fantastic uh if you like like james bond movies it's essentially just like a spoofy version of a secret agent movie so it's really funny and uh he does a really good job in it and the other characters in it are awesome as well did he wear like an orange suit with glasses in the kingsman because yeah i'm looking at a picture with an orange suit and glasses and he looks like he could pull it off based on that picture yeah that's him yeah yeah that's him and then my last one is um, this uh, guy. He's a great podcast host. His name is Dan. And I think he could do a really great job as Monkey D. Luffy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Let me live my dreams. <laughs> ain't, you, ain't you supposed to be Ichigo, bro? Why are, you Ichigo. Steal, why are you trying to steal Luffy from Bass? Yeah, he's, he's bugging right now, actually. Nah, you know, give me anybody. I just want to be in an anime movie. <laughs> <laughs> you can make you could make me like Ichiraku just like serving Naruto up a ramen. I'd Wait. be content with it. Wait, Bass, we can make him buggy. Oh yeah. I'd be, I'd be a great go. buggy. You'd be a great buggy, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Buggy. You know what? That'll work. We can make him buggy. Give me that give me that chop chop fruit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I can probably chop fifty pounds off his body. <laughs> we already figured out who I am, you know, Otaku, uh, Otaku hero. So who's who's Bass at this point? Huh. I don't know. Who's Bass? Can I be Ashra hmm. from One Piece? Who? Ashra, the the big 
one of the uh, Odin's, reta- Odin's retainers. He's like the the king of Curry Town or something like that. You gonna wear uh, a pink wig? Fuck yeah! Hundred <laughs> percent. The, the fuck the out pink of that wig, dude. I think his name's Ashura. One piece. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, I run that. I run that. Okay. That's a that's a crazy wig right there. <laughs> that shit would look good on me. Hey, that fuck that around. that flower that uh, that purple pinkish flower cape. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right, she would go crazy. I'm gonna make you feel really good right now. Okay. You could be, be Ogun. Ogun. Ogun from Fire Force. Oh, that would that would go nuts. Yeah, I got you. We're good. <laughs> I, I'd rather be Ashura. Not gonna fright. I'm just trying to give you unlimited firepower. Yeah, understood. Understood. And a skateboard, <laughs> a fire skateboard. <laughs> you know, it's hard to turn that down. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> Oh well, awesome guys! I think that's all we have, right? Yeah, that's it, man. Perfect. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Listening, I don't know what do we call it. This release of the anime DJ's bullshit hour. Uh, Make sure to go and rate the podcast. Do us a favor. Tell us you like us. We 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 need a little gratification after doing this for twenty eight weeks, guys. It's a lot of work. We need some we need some love. <laughs> Talk to me. Linktree.com slash anime ggens. Join the Discord. Follow us on Twitter. Check out our socials. And we'll catch you next Tuesday. Peace.